You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Tip Off, the NBA podcast, who is ready to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. We hear there's a spot available. Yeah, I'm willing to play for your franchise. Okay, we'll, we'll have a two-for-one contract. You get one contract, two players, man. That's a, that is a deal. Yeah, they might let us uh, both on the field the same on the field on the court at the same time. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably stack up to about oh, maybe one NBA player. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, been a while. We are going to go over the Eastern Conference. We went over the Western Conference with the season quickly approaching. Uh, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conferences, all the teams, free agency moves, draft day, uh, pickups. You know, just. Uh, just see where everybody's at, and then uh, if you follow the NBA, you, I'm going to guess you know where we're going to end with uh, the big news breaking this week, but we'll get to that. So we'll start at the bottom like you did with the West, and that starts with the Detroit Pistons. Detroit! Um, I think the big thing with them is they drafted Cade Cunningham. Other than that, they also got Kelly Olynyk, Frank Jackson, Trey Lyles, and Derek Walton are their kind of bigger Things and then I guess they they got Luca Garza on a two way contract. They also re-signed um, Hamidou Diallo, who I thought played pretty well for them when he was there on a pretty good salary. So other than that, um, you got a, a nice young core here. I think you know Jeremy Grant's pretty young. You got Cade Cunningham. Um, you're hoping to get more um, out of Sadiq Bay this year and Killian Hayes, um, but it's young. Uh, wouldn't say it's a uh, not another tank season this upcoming year. That could still be in the realm of possibilities for the Pistons. But they went out. Kate Cunningham's the big splash move that they made. Yeah, what a what a splash move it was. They did a lot of work for it. Yeah, <laughs> they lost, they really lost really a lot of games they, for him. They out tanked the Thunder, which uh, you know got to got to give them credit. Man, they were it was a it was a tough race, but they came out on top or or bottom in this case. Um, well. You know, they, so, yeah, they didn't do a whole hell of a lot last season or this offseason. What they did do was sign a Kelly Olenek, which I thought was interesting. They did move off the Mason Plumlee contract, which... And, you the, remember, and the Jalil Okafor. And they the got, they got off that one, too. Which they really didn't even need to... That shouldn't be a bonus for... Or, like, a plus for them, because they're the ones who got on the contract. So, like, it was their own making of doing that. So, I, it's one of those typical Detroit moves where they make... They signed players and then end up buying them out or just making just some real god awful decisions. Did they get anything for that Mason Plumlee deal? Where they who did they, they traded him to the Hornets? So I got to think they got something. Unless they draft capital, I think I'm probably. I mean, it might have been just to get off that contract. <laughs> it's shit like that. Like you're gonna pay that guy three years for like twenty million or twenty five mil. It was just the dumbest, dumbest. Oh, I just Detroit is one of those teams. They're like the kings of the East, and it's just they make so many moves that are just sidesteps or even worse backstep moves. They got Jeremy Grant put a bunch of minutes in him this past season, uh, which looked like to be a good move starting out until his his flaws really came through, which were mm, shooting percentages. Um, he, he, trying to do too much, Jeremy Grant isn't the guy for you, but. I still believe he's a good, like third option guy. If they get Cade Cunningham as the the, the lead point um, defender, all around guy that they need him to be, Jeremy Grant is the uh, the slasher defender that they want him to be. 
Who did they bring in? So, so I think their lineup is going to be. I think they're probably going to run like Cade. They're going to run. I think they're going to run Cade and Killing at the guard spot. Sadiq Bay is going to be your three. Jeremy Grant will be your four. And then is Olenek your starting five at this point? Then probably. Uh, they no, don't. They, they, they um, don't have a true big anymore, really. They're probably going to put some minutes Isaiah, into they Isaiah, could do Isaiah Stewart. Stewart yeah. Um, I would hope they put some minutes into him. I actually think Hamid Diallo is probably going to start over Hayes. Um, although Hayes does have some good defensive stats, uh, his, his scoring ability is just not there. And if you're going to put a, a point guard at, or Cade in a point guard position, you want him to facilitate and score, but also just make sure he facilitates. When you have two guards on the floor who are mm, kind of point guards, I think that gets a little bit uh, clumsy. Um, yeah. Couple I, players to maybe think about watching for for where their development goes. Sadiq Bay. Um, uh, I think he can be a good three and D. That's the idea. Uh, player up. Uh, well, obviously, you know, it'd be <laughs> ideal if your team was made up of a bunch if, uh, of all your role players were good three and D players. But uh, that's pretty much it. They're still, by the way, still paying Blake Griffin thirty million this year. So. Uh, sure, yeah. why not? Great job, guys. We all like everyone loves paying Blake Griffin. <laughs> uh, so I would say I'm looking for them just to play a lot of young players this year. I think they they know they've got you know keep using that draft capital you have, um, and just develop the young players at this point. You've got no real aspirations <laughs> right now. It, it, so just play the young guys, see what you got. Player development. Yeah. Speaking of young teams, uh, Orlando Magic is next. They did some stuff as well. They kind of hit the the reset button. Yeah, mid-season. By, yeah, ejecting every every I think almost, almost. Ev- everyone but Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross was pretty much ejected from this team. Even the even the coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a full rebuild. Right so there. I think uh, highlighted by Jalen Suggs was the number one draft pick, and then they got Franz. Wagner as well, yeah. um, and then they signed his brother Mo Wagner from the Wizards, and then they've got a bunch. They kind of filled out the roster with some inter- like Robin Lopez and Etwan Moore and Admiral Schofield. But I think really what the what the Magic are looking for, looking at Suggs, Fools, they have a lot, and I mean a lot of point guards on this roster. Cole Anthony, you have. Uh, Markel Fultz, R.J. Hampton, and now Jalen Suggs. You also so, Michael Carter Williams. He's, I guess he's eh, probably shooting guard. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of point guards on this team. So I think I think I would expect one of them to maybe be moved before the end of the season. I could see them probably moving Terrence Ross just to a team who a championship contender who needs a six man. Yeah, he's a he's a scorer. That's yeah. what he goes in. He'll do. Other than that, I think you're, and then they have Gary Harris too. A lot of young I'm players. Excited to see Jonathan Isaac come back. Yes, he, I think uh, that's that was a big big kind of letdown yeah. in the bubble. Oh, 20, beginning of twenty twenty. Yeah, right. And um, then uh, are they going to let? Uh, I know it was August of twenty twenty. Yeah. Are they going to let Mobamba? get more than five minutes a game? Are they going to actually, is this new coaching staff actually going to put something into his development? He's 23 now. He's not done a lot since entering the league, but I think that he's had to do the whole build up. He's, he, he was a freaking string bean pole when he entered the yeah. league and he put him out there. He's just going to get bullied, which yeah. a lot of people have been calling for him to like, to get rid of him. But Guys, come on. Let's give them some time to develop, too. If you're As a, Texas centers have shown to be solid center role players in the league. 
yeah. up to this point. Tristan yeah. Thompson, solid. Jared Allen, solid. Miles Turner, solid. The next guys are Bamba, Jackson Hayes, and then the um, the two rookies that were drafted by um, the Knicks. One yeah. by the Knicks, and I forget who the other one went to. But, again, I think much like the Pistons, you know, you've got a lot of young guys. Wendell Ooh, Carter Wendell Jr., is, Carter I was about to say, too. is also on the seat. Again, young guys, play them, develop them, see what you got. Um, I expect if they're going to make any moves, maybe you see a Gary Harris or, as we said, a Terrence Ross get moved at the deadline for some draft picks to a team who either has some injuries or thinks they're just like one six-man player away. Do you think they keep RJ Hampton? They've got they do, a team-friendly deal for three and, years, and they just got him. And I think he's—I think he can be solid. I think I think Cole Anthony's the play here on of, of those four young point guards: Hampton. Anthony, um, Marco Fultz, and Jalen Suggs. I think Cole Anthony is the the one on the bottom of the totem pole right now. See, I would I would agree with you if Cole Anthony wasn't their go to guy last season after they had acquired R.J. Hampton. Like they drafted Cole Anthony, they acquired R.J. Hampton in a deal. That, that brought them back because they were trying to get as much as they could. Yeah, I think they have more faith in their own picks than they do in you know bringing a, a draft asset. Okay, um, true. Or a, like a trade asset. So one of the things I think is going to be key for this team is utilizing what little veteran le- veteran leadership they have in Terrence and, Ross. Yeah, and they don't Adam have Lopez, a lot of it. And Etwan Moore uh, to you know kind of guide this team down the path towards development, which. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris as well. I guess they'll, they'll lean on him. I say he's been in the league longer than I think we we typically think of. This is the last year of his tr- contract. He's making twenty mil, twenty million for Gary Harris. Which, I, yeah, okay, sure. We'll see what his, his next round is, but he's got a lot to prove. Yeah. Uh, next team up is your Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. Drafted Evan Mobley. All right, before we get into this, well, go ahead, go ahead. I say I'll just run up. So they brought in Ricky Rubio, brought in Laurie Markkinen, um, got El- Evan Mobley, and then obviously re-signed Jared Allen. And then I think the big departure was um, Larry Nance Jr. They also got Centurion Prince to Minnesota. Did you already talk about Laurie? Uh, I brought it, like I brought him up. There's oh, okay. just. Um, and then I guess they signed Taco Fall for the fans. For the fans! On a minute. But, um, you know, you've got your two point guards, right, you know. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. I, I, gotta, I gotta get something off my chest here. Alright, so we... <laughs> a lot of power forwards. Big, big basketball fans over here, you know, and uh, big Cleveland fans. It's a uh, home, home state team. Uh, I'd like to say that we have projected as, as unbiasedly as we can this team and the core of this team coming together as it's developed from Colin Sexton to Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro to now Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. We've, we've theorized and built this team up in our heads and now we've seen it actualize. Um, and to see the Kevin Love contract slowly go from four years down to three years. Now he's at two years left on his contract. Mm-hmm, yeah. This team has gotten so much, I think, let's call it under appreciation for what they've been able to do and not making any mistakes and not screwing up and not drafting big busts or big taking big swings. They've played it safe in the draft. They've picked players who they've been expected to pick, not taking, taking these swings. 
but they're still not getting the respect I think this team deserves. And that's coming from a Cavs fan, so again, grain of salt. But even more egregious, in my mind, is the flack that's get, that Kevin Love is getting. Yes, he is making a lot of money. Yes, he is 33 years old, playing maybe 15 games, 20 games of the last two seasons. Yes, it does not look good when he throws the ball back at the ref and an inbound. That's it. He has not requested a trade, albeit people have suggested he has. He has said, yeah, Portland's where I'm from. Would be a blessing to play where you're from, right? So is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said that about Washington. Um, all these players would love to play for the hometown team. Can we stop saying that's a trade request? Uh, also, Kevin Love, this is me talking to you. I know you're a big avid listener of the uh, Just the Tip-Off podcast, uh, but uh, go out there and show out. you got two more seasons. Let's hope that you uh, you know either eat, lead these guys or, you know, I don't know, find, find some way to be an actual benefit on this team that isn't just being not playing. Yeah, I think he's got to be a – a mentor to Allen, to Markinen, and to Moby. Those are the young, bigger guys on this team. Um, and, I, I mean, you know, Markinen's coming off a couple iffy seasons in Chicago, and frankly, I, I, he better not come in here expecting to play more because, like, you do have that number one draft pick because Jared Allen will probably start, and Evan Moby will, might be starting at the four. You know, we'll see what happens there. But, like, I don't think they start Evan. You don't think? I mean, I agree. I don't think they should either. But so, I think it's going to be on. You know, bringing Ricky Rubio, I think, was a good idea. Good veteran leaders. Oh yeah, also get a good backup behind Darius Garland, Garland Colin Sexton. Sexton. Your number three. I think you could toy around with Laurie Markinen. Uh, At seven foot. Okay, dude, the dude's a shooter. He's a stretch, and his weakest point right now is defense. Which is right? Isaac Okoro's strong strong suit. So you need to maybe have Isaac Okoro coming at the three, then put, I'm still a Kevin Love truther here, Kevin Love at the four, Jared Allen at the five, and then everybody else develop on the backcourt. Laurie Markinen, put him on the, the three or the four, because I'm thinking Evan Mobley is going to be your four. Um, but if you want him as the five, I'd understand. He's just not, it's not his best I think strong point. Um, other than that, I think there's there's going to be a lot of I think lineups that they test out here this year. Um, Dylan Windler, we still haven't seen him really kind of shine. He's been injured a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he's still he was a late round or like twenties first round mid twenties uh, pick from 20, 2019's draft. I think. I think he I think he was with Sexton. Yeah, and so like he still has a long way. He he could be a great sharpshooting three and D player if he can just stay healthy and stay on the court. Um, no, it's it's going to be interesting, and I, I'm I'm very excited. Oh my God, they're still paying J.R. Smith this year. That's amazing. <laughs> he still gets paid fifteen hundred bucks or hundred. So million. he can't play college golf until he's not getting paid then. He can't get well. Actually, yeah, you can. Well, I don't know how that works. It's a professional team paying you, even though it's a different sport. It's a buyout contract. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They, anyway. they, they'll definitely let it fly. They did their due diligence on this one. But next team, I think a, maybe a shocker playoff at not a shocker, but you I know, like a, a, a playoff team absent. The Toronto Raptors predicted it. Um, added Gordon Drogic, uh, drafted Scotty Barnes, got Precious Achua, um, mm-hmm. got re-signed Gary Trent Jr. 
Um, signed Aaron Baines. We'll give that to Sam. Um, oh, they did sign Baines. Yeah, other than that, then they also, you know, they have Boucher, and they have Malachi Flynn, who peep, and OG Ananobi, and Pesco Siakam, and Van Fleet. I... The team, the roster's solid. It's not crazy, but it's it's a roster where you look at the teams who made the the play-in games, and you, you just kind of sit there and wonder, you know, this team, I feel like, is capable of that. Who's last the star year. player? They don't have Who's, one, not have necessarily, one. but... These, this, these guys are on the same level, and hot take alert, these guys are on the same level as Cleveland. They're on the same level, no higher, no lower, than Cleveland. Toronto fans are not going to want to hear that, but I'm sorry. See, but I just look at this team and I think like the Pacers roster is not much better than this. I don't. I don't think. No, no. I, it, we'll, we'll get to the Pacers here in a sec, but here's what I'm looking at. Pascal Siakam has a great, great. I guess when he's not the number one guy, he can be you know the guy who comes in. He's the Chris Middleton. Okay, he's not your number one. He may have number one nights. But he's not a consistent number one. Fred Van Fleet, again, same type of deal. Great role-playing point guard. And that's coming up, That's a lot coming from me. Um, Goran Dragic, that's a great move for veteran leadership, I guess. Or just a serviceable backup. But he even said it himself. himself he doesn't want to be in Toronto. Uh, it's not his yeah. first choice. Uh, OG Ananobi is your best move. player. That's hands down in my mind. He's your best player. He's got a lot to prove this year. He's got a lot of room to grow. Uh, but he's a very, I think, dynamic score, defender, um, ball handler. That he's, He needs to work a little bit on his ball handling skills, but that's uh, maybe the next step. What did you think about their decision to skip Jalen Suggs and draft Scotty Barnes? I didn't like it personally. You lost Lowry, so why not bring in the next guy? Unless they are that confident in Malachi Flynn. And he played well in Summer League, and people are like, okay, maybe that's why they skipped Suggs. But I thought it was a mistake. Um, I think Suggs is going to be a great player. I think we saw that in Summer League. I think he would have been like the next Kyle Lowry for this franchise. Not to say Scotty Barnes isn't going to be a good player. No. I'm... And he had some moments in Summer League, but he also had some like very rookie moments in Summer League as well. So, I don't know. Maybe they're just that confident in Malachi Flynn and Fred Van Fleet. But I personally would have gone with Suggs. I, I think so as well, um, but I gotta admit I think Scotty Barnes has a better defensive uh, profile. Maybe Sucks is big though. Yeah, he's big. He, he is big for a guard, so it, it, he's bigger than both Flynn and Van Fleet. Yeah, it's not hard to do. That's man. true. He's got to be about <laughs> like six three to do that. And maybe that's just what uh, Toronto wants to do. Is like, no, sorry, man, Jalen, you're just a little too tall. We can't uh, can't have that over here. It's not uh, what we're about. Man, I, I would expect this team to to rebound and just be well, they in. Finished what? Twelve? Not great. Not 13th? great. Yeah, they were down there. They they were twelve. They yeah, they were twelfth. Twelfth in the East. I twenty seven. They're going to get more than twenty seven wins. You would think. I don't. I don't. I really don't. I think maybe twenty seven is about right. I think that's that suits me. Nah. Um, because here's why. Chicago Bulls, they just put in a shitload of effort. They're the next team. All the teams from here on out, other than maybe Washington. the Indiana Pacers, I'm even I'm going to thump for Washington when we get to them. Uh, <laughs> without Russell Westbrook on their team, by the way. Um, 
other than the Indiana Pacers, I all the teams going from here, I don't see getting worse. Now, granted, they could fall off a cliff like the Toronto Raptors did last year. Then I think the Knicks will come back down to earth a little bit. But even then, they started at the four. What does that bring them to? The eight? They'll play in at the lowest. They'll play at the lowest. They would talk with Mr. Thibodeau playing his starters. Mr. Mr. Yeah, true. Julius Randle playing every minute of every game. God damn. <laughs> Orange Julius, baby. Um, All right. Chicago. The team might have made the most moves Pete. as a whole this offseason. <laughs> they, all right, so you signed DeMar DeRozan in that sign-in trade. You got Lonzo Ball. You got Derek Jones Jr. You got Caruso. And then a bunch of other players drafted. I think Ayu Dusumo out of Illinois was their, more their highlight one. And then they lost a shit ton of players as well. But this was obviously highlighted. You had the big mid- midseason trade to get Nikolai Vucevic, and then you sign Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, and you pair him with Zach Levine. And what do we think we have? Because, frankly, when they got when they got Vucevic, things didn't get any better. They didn't win more games. They didn't make that playoff push. And maybe that's just adjustment, and maybe it'll be better. But on face value, this team's got to be better, right? I see an eight-man rotation at best with a fringe nine. Nine, maybe ten. Uh, you said you got lot. rid of Laurie Markin and Wendell Carter Jr., who were both... Big minute players. Big minute players for them. So, so they're starting, give me your starting lineup. So you're lo- All right, so I would say Lonzo at the one, Levine at the two, um, DeMar DeRozan at the three... Vucevic is obviously at the five, and Patrick Williams at the four, and then like after that, you got I guess you got Derek Jones Jr. You Alex got some Caruso at the one on your Alex back. Caruso and Kobe White. Kobe White maybe. starts to start the season, so, so he's going to be out right. of rotation. Derek Jones Jr. is going to play minutes. Oh, he's going to play big minutes. And man. then between Tony, Tony Bradley, G- maybe to- maybe Tony Bradley. I was thinking Stanley Johnson's going to get some minutes. At but these three are all mid- four. I- but again, yes, yeah, you minimum salary. Guys. Not not a lot of depth on this team. They made a ton of moves, but they made a ton of top heavy moves. Yeah, man. They don't have a they don't have a strong back end. I don't Stars think. and scrubs. <laughs> That's yeah, what we're right. going with here. Uh Troy Brown Jr. maybe. Like they're, they're banking on him to develop. He was a first round I think, pick. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I, I don't I don't hate their backcourt right now. Like realistically Lonzo Ball um with Zach Levine and then Caruso coming off the bench. Like I don't hate that. I think after that it gets a little interesting. Um, yeah. but there's half the guys on this team. I don't even know. Like who the hell is Tyler cook? Yeah. I don't know who that is. I recognize a lot of names from college, but I also, I don't, he, he was uh first team all, uh, for first team, like literally all NCAA last oh, year. So he's that. solid, okay. but at least on the offensive end, it was, um, he's solid. Um, Ryan, RC, Archie Diacono. Yeah. That one. He's not on the team anymore. Okay. He's gone. I got you. But he was he was um on the Villanova back to back championships teams. Well, basically for the Bulls, maybe I spoke too soon about the Toronto Raptors because as much as I'd like to believe these guys can pull it together, I think if any of these guys get injured, they are freaking screwed. So as Levine the one you can't afford to lose? Uh no. Honestly, they could lose him and probably be okay. He's going to take some shots. He's going to take a lot of shots. He's gotten a lot better. He's a bona fide. Uh, I, in my mind, he's a bona fide all-star. I don't think he's actually got the all-star nod. Um, Levine? 
Yeah. He was an All-Star this past year, wasn't he? Oh, he was? He got yeah, the All-Star? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so he's finally a bona fide All-Star. He's got that cachet. Uh, this is last year on his deal, so he's probably going to be expecting to get, get paid, hey. which I also don't see them having all that much money to spend. They're already tied no. up for $104 million yeah. next year. So when he's yeah. you put, uh, we'll see, we'll see. If he wants to get that max contract extension, it could be interesting. Um, All right, the Charlotte. One before we move yeah, on, one one last thing. We'll talk about this later, but just for this in particular, would you trade if you're the Chicago Bulls? You're the Bulls. Philly comes ringing. We'll, mm. give, we'll give you Ben Simmons for Zach Levine. And picks, if you have any left. Depends on how many picks, right? Because, and we'll I get to this when I we talk about Philly. Philly wants a James Harden-type deal. I'm sorry. They ain't going to get it. Ben Simmons is not James Harden. He just isn't. No. And you can't even say the defense is the big difference because, yes, Ben Simmons is good, but James Harden has you're gotten... Chicago. You're Chicago. James Harden has gotten somewhat better at defense. He doesn't just <laughs> stand there anymore. And he's a top three, two scorer in the game. Like, and Ben Simmons is not a top two, three defender. Can be when he wants to. And he's like a bottom half score. I, I don't know. I've keep in mind Ben Simmons is gonna make thirty mil for the next four years. Yeah, that's you don't have that. You don't. What kind of? I mean, they don't have that kind of money. No. Chicago doesn't. Luxury tax again. I. I I think, and we'll get to the Sixers. I think the Sixers are gonna have to settle on a deal. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think reality is gonna come, come, come for them when they get half the trade offers they think they're gonna get, and they are not near as much as they thought they were gonna be. That that is my opinion. And we'll get to more Ben Simmons if we need to the Sixers. I'm holding you back, man. Know, You're ready but, to go all right, off. All right, here we go. Charlotte. Uh, you got Uber. Kelly, Kelly, you got Kelly Oubre. That was okay signing. Mason Plumley, we talked about him. Kai Jones, the other center from Texas that I had talked about. They needed a center. Um, Scotty Lewis uh, is on a two-way. They re-signed Terry Rozier, um, and then James Booknight was their main draft pick. They also have, you know, they have Lamelo Ball, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward coming off an injury, um, Jaden McDaniels, and then. Um, P.J. Washington is the other guy. Um, Book Night was interesting because I think someone pulled a little uh, little heist here on Charlotte. And I forget who they were talking about, but one I think one franchise like talked Book Night up. <laughs> and then that throws him up draft boards. And I think he just stuck, stayed there. Like, I don't necessarily know. He's good but i mean like yukon wasn't great the past like three four years so i don't know how much book knight really has i didn't see a ton of them in summer league i know there wasn't a lot of flashy highlights highlights of them i don't even know the guy i don't know i think the hornets might have inadvertently unknowingly reached on book knight because he got played up because someone above them Said, man, I really like this kid. Well, let's be honest, these I think guys have not been great drafters. I mean, they Lavelle Ball fell into the lap. Let's not think that they're really good at drafting. That was a pretty yes. easy decision. Uh, and then, okay, Miles Bridges, solid role player. PJ Washington, solid role player. But other than that, you know what? The, I think the issue was is that for so long they had Kemba, 
And for so long, they were okay. And for so long, they had the 15th draft pick. <laughs> and man, is that just a tough spot to be in. Because yeah. it's like, as we've talked about, once you kind of get outside that top five, top ten, it's really hit about, or miss. It's hit or miss only when you don't have good scouting. Yeah. Or when you don't know where what to look for. Which, you, that makes me think about, the play, again, like the Toronto Raptors. They've never had an issue. They're really good at drafting. The Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Really yes. yes, they're great at drafting as well. These guys have been drafting the same positions that um, Charlotte's been drafting in and haven't had the, as many issues as Charlotte's had. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky. Um, it, it's just one of those things where you got to look deeper than just who they draft. It's who they've drafted over and over and over and over again. Um, I'm expecting more out of Charlotte than yeah. I did last yeah. year, but that's primarily on the back of LaMelo Ball. That's on LaMelo yeah. Ball fitting together better with Miles Bridges, fitting together better with Gordon Hayward. Really, They were they were, they were were a good team when Gordon Hayward was healthy. They, they were no pushover. Yeah, again, a, but, and not they, a very okay. deep team. They all Because yeah, they also lost shooting. Malik Monk's gone. Devontae Graham's gone. I mean, Terry Rozier had a fantastic year last year. Yeah, he was shooting the lights out, man. We'll see if that stays. Trust me, I had him in fantasy. It was a great thing. <laughs> but, it was bullshit. So we'll see. As you said, yeah, they they aren't as deep as they were last year, and they lost some guard depth. And I don't you running, you know, are you running Mello and Terry Rozier out there all the time? I'm looking up and down this roster, and frankly, I'm not seeing another Ish Smith. Is <laughs> there is their backup point guard right now? Ish Smith is their backup point guard right now. Dude's been You've on how many have, teams? You have yeah, or somebody named DJ Carton. All right, like, you've got you to upgrade at the point guard spot. Here. I will get, you get one guess as to how many teams, you're not allowed to click on it, how many teams Ish Smith has played for. Uh, eight. More. Twelve? Plus yes. Twelve? Oh, my God. He was in Washington, right, last, wasn't he? He started with Houston, went over to Memphis, come on over to Golden State. To Orlando, to Milwaukee, to Phoenix, to OKC. Hot minute with 76ers on down to New Orleans. Swinging back up to Philly. Okay, so he's two stents in Philly. So let's say that's 11 teams. Detroit, and now he's with... Oh, after Washington? No. And now he's with the Hornets. So that's 12 teams. You know what he's got to do? He's got to play for every team. Get a jersey. He's, he's got to be the Josh freaking McCown of the NBA, right? He needs 17 jerseys. Oh, my God, man. This guy. He's a pro, he's a pro though. He is a pro. I gotta You got to give it to a guy like that. Like, And you know what? You know what? Look at that. He keeps getting a job. You, have, you, can't, you don't just get a job in the NBA. Yes, yes. It, literally, if, if you just want to make a modest living, like, look at this guy. Like, he keeps ending up on rosters. I don't know what it is about him. He's not flashy on the court by any means, but something about him. He plays keeps the right en- way, man. He keeps ending up on rosters. Um, so, okay, I'm expecting another bounce-back season from Gordon Hayward. Let's hope he stays healthy with, you know, all the stuff he's going through. Terry Rozier, we'll see how that plant pans out. I think his shooting is going to come back to earth. But Probably. We'll see. Well, Devontae Grahams did this past year, too. He had that really good year two years ago, and then this past year he came Dude, back down to earth. I'm... I'm curious about Kelly Oubre. Like, I don't know what to think about this guy. Like, he in Washington, he was like a dog, 3 and D player, goes over to um, Phoenix, again, a dunker, um, a guy who's just, you know, a, I'm going to say a culture guy who's, I'm not, for right or wrong, anything that's a culture guy, 
And then for um, the Warriors was like, dog shit. what are you doing? He's terrible. What are you doing? He was awful. I think you got a little swaggy P syndrome, you know? Ugh. Um, We'll see, though. We'll see. All right. Next team up, the Indiana Pacers signed. Got Torrey Craig. Their big draft pick was Chris Duarte. Resigned TJ McConnell. Uh, they lost Doug McDermott and Aaron Holiday. That's kind of about it. Don't mind the Torrey Craig signing. Uh, I think the Chris Duarte draft pick is going to look nice. He's older, played for Oregon for a lot of years. I think he's going to look good in that backcourt. He's going to fit well in Indiana. Let's just put it that way. He's what? <laughs> he's going to fit well in Indiana. Yeah, Let's put I, it that yeah, way. And he had some great summer league highlights. And so you pair him. Karis LeVert's going to be coming back. Jeremy Grant's a uh, year removed from the ACL, so hopefully he can get back. Um, Karis LeVert's. Yeah, Kara Silver, and then you've got, obviously you've got um, Miles Turner and uh, Demonte Sabonis. Sabonis. Uh, unfortunately, TJ Warren is not healing the right way. He's is he not? Slowly. Is mm-hmm. uh, uh, what did he do in the bubble? Was it was in the bubble, right? That's when he got hurt, or no? It was early in the season. Early in the season, I think it was either his foot or his knee. Um, but he's just, he has to like historically taken longer to heal than, um, than other players. And, you know, just yeah, stress bodies, fracture in his left foot. Yeah. It was a foot injury. So like, it's not healing hmm. the right way. Um, hopefully he, he can come back. He's, he's a bucket man. Like he's a, yeah. he's a scorer. Uh, he had a great bubble, great bubble. Did they still Jeremy Lamb or is he on sign now? No, he's, I think he's still there. Still there? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, he's 29, dude. It's make her to break it, dude. You got to come up. Uh, this is he was on those. He was on that Kemba UConn national championship team. Oh, was, oh okay. to give yeah, you yeah, yeah. to give you a timeline. Oh, he was drafted boy. by the um, by the Thunder. Yeah, he was yeah. a pro, he was a product of no offense riding um, right. Kemba's coattails there. <laughs> he was like the second guy on that team. Yeah, dude, this is a, this is an interesting team. I. I'm gonna be very interested. Kind of feel to top heavy too. I don't see a lot of rotation this here. Year. Yeah, this is gonna new, be a new coach. Rick Carlisle, here. yep, new coach. Um, so maybe he's able to, to pull this ragtag band of mid age middle aged dudes together. Seriously, uh, like it, I just don't see a lot of young talent on this team. Chris Duarte, the guy they just drafted, twenty four. Yeah, because he was in college. Yeah, for a they while. got Gogo Badadze, who's twenty two, and he's but other than solid that, yeah, center yeah, but, but in yeah. a lot of minutes. But you're right; it's it's Turner twenty five, TJ Warren is twenty eight. That's even harder to come back. Sabonis twenty five, Lavert's twenty seven, Jeremy Lamb twenty nine. Um, Tory Craig thirty, Brogdon's already twenty because Brogdon was a four year player in college too, like Duarte. It's just they're kind of that's how they uh, how they draft, man. They're like, oh, we want some older players, got a little bit of age under them, a little wisdom. But it's gonna be interesting. I think they're gonna fall. I think uh, they are a smart team with a good coach, but in the end, I just don't think they have a full rounded talent to to make it deep. You know, I could see them doing what they've done the past couple years. I think they're going to start strong. And people are going to be like, oh, the Indiana Pacers. I mean, I'm pretty sure through the first 15, 20 games of the season, the Pacers were up there in the East and whatnot. But we'll we'll see. 
we'll see. I, yeah, I do think they might fall back a little bit, but we'll see what the coaching does. Uh, Team-wise, you know, they're not much different from last year. So maybe if Warren can come back and Duarte is pretty solid, maybe they'll, they'll climb back into the solid part of the playoffs. Paying a lot of money, $137 yeah. million. Crap. That moves us. To the Washington Wizards, uh, they make a lot of moves as well. Obviously, they traded Russell Westbrook away. They got back KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and Harrell. Uh, you also added Spencer Dinwiddie. I like that ad. They added Aaron Holiday for a little more guard depth. He's coming off uh, his contract, though, so if that doesn't work, then it's no big deal. You obviously have Bradley Beal. Bertans, maybe an overpay. I don't know. We'll see. Thomas Bryant's coming off an injury. They found, I think, a solid center, especially backup role in Daniel Gafford. I really like yeah. him. You, and then you have Denny Advia and Ruby Hachimura as well. It's not an awful roster when you really break it down and look at it. This is... And I'll let you get on your uh, your soapbox here. This is going to be off the table. This team is going to do better this year than they did last year. And I know they made the play-in tournament on the back of Russell Westbrook. Um... But I think they can make at least the seven seed this year. And the reason I say that is they took Russell Westbrook and expanded his role into three solid role players with, I think, um, you know, it, it, the starting lineup to me is going to be Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, Davis Bertans, and Thomas Bryan if he's ready to go. If he's not ready to go, bring in Dan Gafford. Mm-hmm. Um, your backcourt. You got Harold too. Yeah, he'd be the You could also center. sub Rui for Kuzma uh, or, or KCP. Uh, maybe even I mean, KCP that, for, you're looking at a solid, like, kind of backup lineup with Advia, KCP. Exactly. That's the key right there. Advia, Harold. Or it was Kuzma. a rookie last year, needed some time to develop, and they put him in a starting role because they had freaking nobody. Yeah. Um, I think you could improve on the true point guard depth here. Maybe Aaron Holiday is the answer, but, you know, just someone else after Dinwiddie, maybe. They got Spencer Dinwiddie, Aaron Holiday. Um, they'll be fine with. Do they still have Raul Neto? They had him. Yeah, he's, they do. He's fine. Like he, he's like Ish Smith. They had Ish Smith and Raul Neto and Russell Westbrook all playing at the same time last year. That's what the fuck is. That? I mean, I know the Thunder worked really well with that. What was that lineup? It was the Chris Paul, the the. Uh, Oh, SGA in the in the Schroeder lineup. I know that worked really well for them, but let's look at those players. They also had some height. Like Shea Gilgis is like six four, six five. Like come yeah. on, yeah. No, and Corey Kispert. Probably, oh, I forgot about Kispert. They drafted him this year. Probably won't be playing uh, a whole lot, but he's a three and D player. So again, that's what you want on this kind of team. Um, Kyle Kuzma is going to have a task. Um, Coming, coming from L.A. To where get, he was to get good minutes, very much a relegated player to a certain role. I'm curious to see what kind of a – how he takes to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Beal is – Brad Beal playing with a guy like that, playing with St- Spencer Dinwiddie. Dallas Bertans, I think a lot of pressure is going to be alleviated off of him this year. Expect big things out of him. I think just – I think he's got, I, th- I think if he doesn't perform well, Kuzma could start, could start taking his minutes too. Fair. That's fair. Um, just, but then again, we could also see Kyle Kuzma just like shit the bed and not be playing. You know, we'll see. There's just something about this team, man. I think they got a, a weird mesh of solid role playing players and a good superstar in Brad Beal. I think that's that's a playoff team right in the making, ready to to make some upsets. All right. But I do think they're going to do better than they did this they last year. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so thirty four. Oh. 
almost 500. Almost 500. So you're thinking better than 500 ball for the Wizards this year? I, I am. All right, because they were only two games below 500 last year. So. Okay, okay. All right, and exactly 500. Probably a disappointment for this city, but frankly, I don't care because they went off as is. Boston Celtics <laughs> added, got Al Horford back, got Josh Horford. Richardson, got uh, Juan Hernan Gomez, got Dennis Schroeder on a, on a hilarious deal. Uh, brought back Ennis Cantor, uh, and then they re-signed Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. Obviously, they lost Kemp Walker. They traded for Evan Fournier and then let him walk. That was interested, interesting. Um, for lack of a better words, got off the Tristan Thompson deal. Um, and then, obviously, you still have, you know, the big two being... Um, JT and Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And then... Backcourt-wise, maybe we see more cool. Peyton Pritchard, um, maybe Aaron Naismith. Uh, they took him in the draft because he was the best shooter, so maybe we see more out of that. Grant Williams has been a solid role player for him there. So, I, I, li- I mean, I like the overall depth of this team, but, you know, it's – and maybe the Tatum and, well. and Jalen Brown, new coach. Yeah, that's a big thing. New coach. So, I'd expect them to be better. You know, maybe Tatum gets even better and Jalen Brown gets even better. But you, other than that, I think you know what you're getting with with a lot of this team. This is true. This is true. It's going to be one of those, I never count out the Boston Celtics. And the reason why is they always find a way to make what they've got work well enough to get at least to, not even like a fringe playoff team, like a deep-seated playoff team. I mean, right, right now, you look at him and you say, okay, we have Jalen Brown and we have Jason Tatum. Okay. Like you think, what is That'd like what what, what what is like the one thing that almost every NBA like finals winning team always has? It's just a solid two or three. Yeah, and they and they've got very, two of them. Yeah. So Al Horford, a very smart, calculating player who's got some serious skill. Maybe at thirty five, he's not quite the spring chicken he once was, but he can still get up and down the court. Uh, and Marcus might, Smart's going to have a lot more on his plate. I'm, I'm interested to see how yeah. he handles it. The point guard situation here is going to be interesting, I think. Do you you do Marcus Smart or do you play Dennis Schroeder? What do you do? <sighs> okay, do you go – I wouldn't say would you go both and then like – Nah, JP's going to be at the two. Or do you put JT J, uh, Jalen Brown at the three, Jason Tatum at the four? I, I think Albert I think I, I bet you to start the season, Smart is going to start because Smart's been there, and then Schroeder's going to leave the bench mob. Okay, okay. What about Grant Williams? He's been a a, a, a Twitter fan favorite. I, I think well, I think I think. Oh, that's Robert Williams. Time oh, Lord's sorry, Robert sorry. Williams. Yeah, yeah. I think Robert Williams might start at the five, and then they'll bring in Horford off the bench to run the mob with Schroeder, and then you'll also see. Um, your players like the other Williams, like Grant Williams and maybe Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Naismith will come and they'll be the backup guys. Jabari Parker on this team. I forgot and about Enos, that. And Enos Cantor. <laughs> That's such a... Oh, man. That, I hope they do that, that lineup. That'd be funny. Juan Hernan Gomez, uh, Jabari Parker, Enos Cantor, Aaron Neesmith, and uh, let's throw, I get, throw Dennis Shooter in there. Why not? Uh, <laughs> and see how that goes. Oh, man. Oh, you got Peyton Pritchard, too. Yeah. That's, that's a backup PG. Yeah. We'll be, yeah, backup, backup at this point. Uh, I'm still not, uh, nothing nothing flashy at the point guard spot. But again, if you're two wings or you're big guys, you don't need anything overly 
flashy at the point guard spot, I don't think. So I, I mean, I would look to them. I would look for them to probably improve upon the seven seed last year. But over the then, I look at the Ross. I look at like teams ahead of them. It's like, well, <laughs> that's a task. Even to go up like two spots from the seven seed is still a lot to do. And one of those teams ahead of them is the Miami Heat. Miami. Obviously added Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Marquise Morris. Oh my God, look at this. Look resigned this Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Oladipo, Udonis Haslam again. <laughs> Amazing. 41 years old. Lost Iguodala and Dragic, Kedrick Nunn, Precious Achua. Really is the only notable one I was like, okay, interesting. But you got PJ Tucker back. This is a... This, this is a this is a, this is a dog team. It's what I was literally Bam at a bio. Jimmy, I mean, you're you're probably gonna run out. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam at a bio, Duncan Robinson, and then who do you think would be the f- the four here? Or maybe you run out two guards, you know, an extra guard with a little depot. PJ Tucker. I mean. Yeah, and then you yeah, still got Tyler yeah. Hero probably coming off the bench. Yeah, Tyler Hero coming off the bench, and then maybe Oladipo coming off the bench, and then you've got Markeith Morris coming off the bench. You know, he's going to be like Tucker, and he's going to be in there doing a bunch of the dirty work for you. But they also spent a lot of money, too, this offseason. You know, they got, they really you know, oh they God. gave Duncan Robinson money. They gave Oladipo money. They gave Lowry money. Oh, my God. They're but with 60 million. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of money. But I, you know, I. But maybe a little bit less because Andre Andre's not all there anymore. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know, I'm brutal. like, like just right. I'm looking at this right now, and you get 36 for Jimmy, 28 for Bam, 26 for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> and they just paid, paid Jimmy Butler. Like, oh my, he's gonna be making yeah. over 50 million dollars in four years. Yeah. 50 million dollars. That's the most I've ever seen on a contract. It's a good roster. It is a good roster. Is it? Is this a good roster? I'm y- honestly, yes. I think they're going to. I think they're going to have some nights when they're going to struggle to score. Yeah, like I see the- because other other than Hero and Duncan Robinson, there's not a lot of shooting on this team. Jimmy we, Butler doesn't we, shoot the three well. Kyle Lowry's okay, but he's up there in age. Oladipo, it's a big question oh mark. God, they, gave, they gave Kyle Lowry so much goddamn money. Sam's going to be happy about that. He's like, oh, he's a great player. He's, he's a good player. But, uh, he's good, but is he freaking, at 35 years old, $26 million? Like, And then 29 by the end of it? That's this guy didn't just, worse than the Russell yeah, Westbrook contract this, there. I this, said it. This guy, just, this guy didn't lead a team to the NBA Finals like Chris Paul did. Yeah. He led a team to the freaking 12th. In the East. <laughs> oh, well, he, you know, in the 2019, he was, uh, you know, championship championship player. Yeah, and he, they also had Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, right. When they actually had a fi- finally had a true number one player. <laughs> sorry but so- sorry to Lowry and DeRozan, but neither of them are true number ones. No, they are not. So. The uh, next one. So, who did, did they, uh, they didn't have a draft pick this year, did they? Um no, no. Or if they did, it was super late, maybe second rounder or something. I've like got that. I've got nothing for the draft. Yeah, they didn't they didn't pull up. Absolutely nothing. I think uh, next up is Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Um, 
they, in terms of signings, not a whole lot there. DeLon Wright, Jill Okafor, depth, <laughs> depth at it, depth at the most. Uh, really, they just focused all their money into re-signing their players. Re- they got John Collins, 125 mil, Clint Capella, 46 mil, Trey Young, 172 mil. Uh, they got Lou Williams back on five. Um, lost Tony Snell and Chris Dunn. Other than that, this roster is pretty much running it back. That's and right frankly, back. why would you not? It's a relatively young roster, with the exception of like Daniel of Gallinari and people. Bogdanovich is a lot older than people think. He's 28, 29 already. But other than that, it's a young roster. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter was hurt a lot last year. Okongwu is only going to get better. Cam Reddish was hurt a lot of last year. They've got. Some, I, I like. I like the running back. DeAndre Hunter. I'm curious to see if he's. Uh, he took a big step last year. I thought he did, but was that real? Because when he came back from injury, he did not play the same way. Which, again, coming back from injury, how could you? Unless you're Kevin Durant, but. Hopefully the offseason has treated him well and he's been able to get himself right. And when he comes back out, he's that same player. But um, I think this next uh, this this year right here is going to be interesting. They're going to have Trey Young start. They're going to have probably I'm going to say Bogdan be the number two. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is your number three. John Collins is your four, and Clint Capella is your five. And what's crazy is that all right, let's wave. <laughs> Wave essentially, and then you know, and then you're bringing in Reddish, and you're bringing in Herder, and you're bringing in Gallinari, and they love what they got out of Jalen Johnson. I think that could end up being a steal of a pick in the draft is Jalen Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of summer league and get to see him play. Too. He was solid. Yeah. He's solid to the point that they could move off of John Collins in a couple of years, maybe. Wow. Um, and then obviously you have Nick Kong. The only thing they really don't have is a true backup point guard. Uh, Lou Williams? Yeah, but Maybe nah. Like a point, not, not a point scorer? Like a... Like, like just someone to facilitate the offense. Long, right? Maybe, but I mean, I think, you know, maybe you can get... You know... When you I, don't rely on DeLon Wright to be your offense, he's a pretty good player. Uh, you gotta give him that. I, I, I do submit it to. I, I would say. Right. Okay, I would say the only the the only true gap in this team is like a true backup point guard who's gonna distribute the ball because like yes, Trey Young is a good scorer, but he's also a good passer, and you've got a lot of good shooters on this team who just facilitate <clears throat> the backup point guard just come and facilitate the offense for Kevin Herter, for Cam Reddish, for whoever is on that team. Because what about Sharif Cooper? They got him on a two way. I don't know who that is. You know Sharif Cooper. Kid out of Auburn. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty fun player to watch. I can't believe they put him on just a two way. I think that's a that's a that's a sleeper pick right there. He is a made for big moments kind of guy. Like he'll take the big shots. Great score, defense. Eh, well, not great, but when you're on the Hawks, look at Trey Young. Like you don't necessarily have to be. But yeah, you don't need a good defense. Well, if you're gonna, that guy you, a you shot, just got to the other it. team. I'm sorry. Just got to outscore the other team. Yeah, right. <laughs> and. The old Brooklyn Nets approach. It worked, right? <laughs> it did. They it beat did they, they beat they beat the Sixers, who were <laughs> arguably a better defensive team than they were, significantly, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, to the overachievers overachievers of the year. Oh my god! The New York Knicks got spanked in the first round by the Hawks. Oh 
But man, that wind in Madison Square Garden was electric, though. <laughs> it was electric. They're ready to tear it down, dude. So you brought in Evan Fournier. You brought in you brought in Campbell Walker. Um, resigned Ken, uh, Nerlens Noel. Resigned Nerlens Noel. Derek Rose, Julius Randle, Alex Burks, and Taj Gibson were all re-signs. You got rid of a couple guards. You got rid of Nilkina, Payton, and Bullock, but I think you had to do that with bringing in Fournier, Walker, and then you also drafted two guards, Quentin Grimes and Miles McBride, and you also still have Emmanuel Quickly. And then you also obviously have Randle and um, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, and um, R.J. Barrett. This Honestly, looking at the roster, I think it's better than last year. They did. They did because they swapped Reggie Bullock for... Um, Evan and they have Evan Fournier, and you swapped Alfred Payton for Kemba Walker. So, on paper, that makes sense. On paper, it's better. And then... But they Emmanuel, lost some defense, gained more offense. That's that's true. But, but you know, it, it honestly depends, like... Yeah... I don't know. I'd say because Tom Tid was not going to play the rookies a lot because Miles McBride is a dog of a defender. He is. Yeah. I mean, he played at West Virginia. You don't go to him play at West Virginia if you can't defend. But there's a lot of point guards on this roster. He's got to beat out. And frankly, I don't know if he's going to be, especially with the love of the of the uh, veterans. Fournier and Kemba Walker are going to get a lot of running time. Fair. A lot of running it's, time. You know, these guys are going to get a lot of runs in. There's no doubt about that. Um, but then again, Tom Thibodeau also, you know, for like the guys like Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin, you've been in the system a year now. You both played extremely well in summer league. Maybe Tom Thibodeau trusts you a little more. A little more. Uh, you're, we'll not, see. you're not a we, third year player yeah. yet. So and we did, I still we did, don't expect yeah. to see them hitting the floor as much as we'd like to, especially when you have Julius Randle. Yeah. I'm speaking specifically about Obi Toppin. I think, I, I think we'll see Toppin. Mm-hmm. More at the three. Per- okay, okay, per- okay. Percentage wise, based on their minutes, I think quickly still going to play more minutes. Yeah. But I think if we look about a percentage increase from last year, I think Toppin will have a greater increase in minutes percentage wise than quickly will this year. That's fair. I mean, it's not necessarily earth shattering since he no, but- play significantly more than Obi did last year. Obi was hurt for most of the year last year, and you know, when he did come in, he was in a relegated role of just the uh, high flying dunker with. Don't be shit on defense, which, again, was his biggest flaw coming out of the draft. His defense is shit. Well, I think he's made noticeable improvement in just one year. And yeah. if he's working with Tom Thibodeau, that's a, that's who you want to work with on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm – God, let's go Flyers, man. Dayton, let's put, put him on. Put him on. Let's see. Uh, let's see some of those highlight dunks yeah, too. He's not just a dunker, but damn, it's so fun to see. Yep. And I forgot about Derrick Rose too. Good lord. Derrick Rose. Man, I want that guy to get a ring. Just not New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Well, I can. I can tell you, it's not going to be with New York. Well, let's not count him out just yet. Oh, they've come got. On. They've got some. Okay, if we were to pick a dark horse team to will their way, they are the Miami Heat two years ago. I, I, I put it on the Hawks more than the Knicks. If I had to pick a dark horse team in the East, probably be the Hawks. Okay, okay. I don't hate that. I'll go with the Knicks just because they have Obi, but what do we got next? next? Again, we have Your team. the defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. They kind of did. Kind of did. You said last year. Okay, so like they lost. 
They lost, so they lost P.J. Tucker and Bryn Forbes. P.J. Tucker is pretty... That's, added, that's a detriment. Added George Hill, Ronnie Hood, Semi Ojale, who I guess is maybe they're trying to figure that he's going to be that P.J. Tucker role. Other than that, we signed Bobby Portis. Team stayed relatively the same, I think. I mean, yes, okay, so P.J. Tucker's maybe switched out for Semi Ojale. You bring in Ronnie Hood. That's a flyer at best at this point after coming off the Achilles injury and everything. Maybe you get some spark off the bench with him. Nothing impressive. Obviously, it's still built around the three that you had. DiVincenzo comes back from injury. Uh, maybe not by the beginning of the season. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but, I mean, saw Brooke Lopez. They did bring in Grayson Allen. So, I think that's actually a pretty good, uh, a good pickup. He uh, wasn't necessarily to find it, carve out a role in, in Memphis because there's just so much depth. So much young depth he's, there, he's too. He's got some opportunity here to kind of shine and show what he's got for the yeah. league. This is a contract year for him. He's uh, 25 years old. He's making four mil. If he really wants to shine, I think he's got to show out. Yeah. Um, George Hill coming back to uh, Milwaukee is probably a good feeling for him. He's a solid backup point guard uh, as well. The Thanasis uh, Antetokounmpo experiment continues, which Dude. Have, him, have him around for your other – for your. Your star player, but it worked, they give right? him minutes, man. They give him minutes. I wonder if they had written Giannis's contract. They could. They could. <laughs> My brother must get such and such minutes. They could, they could. I mean, he gives you good defensive minutes. Like, yeah, he's not an offensive player, but they bring him in in, like, spurts when they need energy on the defensive end. And, oh, you know, he's sometimes, got energy to some, 11, man. Sometimes it works, and sometimes you need that role, right? Like, he's almost like the Udonis Haslam, right? He's there <laughs> to be there and cheer on, and, you know, it's sometimes your team needs that. Yeah, and you know what? True. You can't say it didn't work because it fucking did. I I could. Did I he play won. in the finals? No, he got COVID halfway through the finals. But you know what? God damn! It, I had uh, so many, so many things to say. But congratulations, Milwaukee, on your championship. Yeah. You can't say shit. During the shortened. Mm-hmm. And you got Pat, Patty, Patty C, Pat Connaughton. Represent man, white boys can jump. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, and did did what he, you know what did what he had to do. I, don't be shitty. Don't, I, I I will not. Frankly, that's all I needed to do. All right. On to, to uh, uh, a pretty exciting team here for this season. Probably one yeah, of the favorites. So I the favorite. Resign Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, and Blake Griffin. This is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they did lose Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, and Spencer Din- Spencer Dinwiddie, and Landry Shamet. Added Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. I really like that signing oh as a backup. Added Javon oh. Carter. Added Paul Millsap. Marcus Aldridge signed Cam Thomas. That might be the steal of the draft. How are they able to and pay then this added, much money? Yeah, but a lot of these guys like. Okay, James Johnson and Marcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap are all going to be on vet minimums. Patty Mills might be on a vet minimum. Cam Thomas is on a rookie deal. That's no from Joe. From Blake Griffin's Patty making two point six million. From Patty Mills down, nobody's making more than five point eight million. Here's your four players: James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris. Forty three million, forty million, thirty four million, seventeen million. That alone puts you. Well over the cap. Everything else is luxury. Yeah, Patty Mills is making six, and that's the next biggest one on the team. And they, oh my god, in the next season, they literally drop off one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine, ten of the players on their roster. They lose ten players yeah. on the roster, and they lose fifteen million overall. Yeah, because they're one hundred and sixty million. It's because you know they're kind of doing what LeBron. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers doing this. We're gonna we're gonna fill it out with vet minimum contracts. It's it's guys who know they probably could go get more on like a two three year deal. Well, well, to be fair, Blake Griffin is still making thirty mil from the Pistons. That's true. But like, look at a player like Bruce Brown, right? He's making four million, right? Four point seven million. If he goes to another team, he's probably getting like at least what four for twenty five, maybe. He's making more than he is. I mean, he's got he probably more than I, that. I'd give him maybe six to six to ten million. Uh, probably six million a year. But you're right. He's, no. ma- he's making they're, more. They're able. Here's the one. Here's the weird thing. It's almost like the LeBron effect when he was playing with all those guys uh, on Cleveland. It just he, the players look better when they're playing with really good talent. Yeah. Not to say Bruce Brown isn't talented, but he's a point guard playing a center. Roll. It works. What does that tell you? It works. James Johnson, like he's making three for fifteen somewhere else. Uh, James Johnson. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, he'd make three for fifteen somewhere. Someone would give him that contract. You know it. Uh, you know it. Look, you look at the type of contracts people get. You know he'd make that kind of money somewhere age, else. At his age, no. At his age, I would. Chris say Paul's no. making forty million dollars, two years older than he do is. Do not compare Jim Johnson. And Chris Paul, I am, Sam's not here right now, but if he was, I'm boy, just, he'd have some across I'm the just side of your saying, face. people pay veterans money. Fair. Like Paul Millsap, one I can understand, is making the same amount as Jimmy Johnson. That's just. Again, I think Paul uh, Millsap could be making $10 million somewhere else. Do I think that that's what he should be making? Not necessarily, but is it what I think he could be? Yes, because someone always pays these people, Mason. We've so, known that. Where do they keep getting this That's money why we from? look at deals and we're like, did you really just give Bertans $20 million a year? Yeah, they did. I stand by that one, damn it. <laughs> okay, Nick Claxton, does he play? Is he their Big year for center? him. Big year for him. Big year for him. I mean, he's he's supposed to be there. He's the guy now, right? He's. I mean, or unless they played DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin is their gone. center, or Paul Millsap. DeAndre Jordan gone. Jared Allen gone. It's him. Well, he's got to be it. Blake Griffin. Are they going to steal his minutes from uh, Nick Claxton? I don't know. He's their center center of the future. They, they'd be dumb not to give him minutes, but he, it will result. I, I can't even say that they they, they did they did draft a kid out of North Carolina who's nineteen. Who was that? Uh, Deron Sharp. Okay. Oh, 6'11". Yeah, yeah. I think he played two years, maybe one year at North Carolina. So I think it, that's going to be the young spot. Well, he's going to look like a star playing next to in, uh, the players he's playing with. In, in crunch time minutes, though, I don't think either of them are on the floor. I think they go small ball and put Blake Griffin yeah. or, yeah, you need or Paul Millsap at the five. Easily. Assuming health permits that, you know, God knows what's going to happen this year. This was one of the most injured teams all last year, so... What? Uh, well, I guess that kind of that must be that must be it, right? It's uh, it's all of them. Almost the the no? team of one more? the team of the the month, really, because this is the <laughs> biggest storyline we've had out of the NBA in about a month. The Philadelphia 76ers. All right, you added George's Niang from Utah. You added Andre Drummond. Interesting to see how that works with Embiid. Apparently, there's some beef there. Extended Embiid, re-signed Danny Green, re-signed Korkmaz, lost Dwight Howard, George Hill. 
And obviously you still have Seth Curry, you still have Tobias Harris, you still have Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thibel kind of round out the rest of the solid part of that roster. But, but, and on paper, that's a good roster. They'll be everything they were last year. Drummond's in there, the backup center, just to give boards. Other than that, you're kind of running it back for now. Because Ben Simmons has stated he will not play another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. He wants out. It's no longer the ringer talking him out of Philadelphia. It is him actually saying he wants to go. Yeah, which they've spoken into into existence. Got, Almost got as much as they are trying to speak the Bradley, Bradley Beal trade every single podcast. <laughs> they talk about Bradley Beal like, literally, he's not, he's not he's, going anywhere. He wants out. You know he does. He's got to want out. He's got to want to win sometime. Right, right. Jeez. Stop saying players want to leave. Maybe they just want to stay and make $40 million a year. Yeah, man. Let the players play, dude. Jesus. I live in nowhere Wyoming for $40 million a year (laughs) and not play basketball. (laughs) No, here's here's what I see for the 76ers this year. They're going to have off-court drama dragged down their whole season. They have a solid title-contending team, and no one's going to talk about that because it's going to be usurped by Ben Simmons. What's going to happen with that? Are they going to play? Is he going to play? Where's he going to go if he doesn't play? And all the while... Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, they're going to be putting up freaking buckets, man. They're going to be putting up points. If, by chance, Ben Simmons does play. Um, Doc Rivers says he wants to change Ben Simmons' mind. Which, fuck it. What, dude, you could say anything you want to say and then just go around and do this, do the opposite. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I will never play another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a good move, Ben. really is. Hope that gets you the trade you want, except for the fact that Nobody has the capital to trade for you. And you're not going to be traded to a good team. Yeah. You will literally not get what you want, which I, I can't speak on it. I, I don't know. Especially not after how last season ended. You would have said this two seasons ago. I, I, I think he's got some offers. I think someone does go all in. A, a contending team like the Nets type of move for Harden's very similar uh, outcome. But – with what happened at the end of last season and everything swirling around with that, uh, his value has clearly been diminished. But the Sixers still want that Harden-esque trade package. Trade package and they want they want all those assets. And frankly, they're not going to get it. Oh, man, if they do. <laughs> who's, the, who's the dupe that's going to give that to them? Yes. There's, and another thing the ringer keeps doing is throwing out the Cleveland Cavaliers trade for Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, if they talk that one into existence, they're going to be so pissed. That is a dumb, dumb move. Cleveland, please hear this. That is the worst thing you could do. Do not do that. Sorry. Yeah. Go, go, go. No, I mean, I've, I've heard that. I've heard... What's, yeah, what are some more outrageous I, trades heard, that you've heard? I've heard the Portland one is a big one, uh, getting CJ um, out of there, possibly. That was a big trade. I've also heard of the Sacramento Kings trade. That's an interesting one, too. What guards do you send? You have David Mitchell. I've seen really the big trade assets. The last one I saw was Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley, and Buddy Heald were the members of that trade. I'm not sure how that works out in the Kings' favor, though. Uh, ben Simmons centered around John Wall. 
and the pick package that they basically receive from Brooklyn to, to basically what they chose over the pick package from Philly and Ben Simmons. Gotcha. So essentially they'd be getting picks, possibly the same picks that they could have gotten had they gone for James Harden and then John Wall. Yeah. So they're getting like the same amount of picks and a shittier player. Yeah. All right. I mean, to which to which I say, why? Why? Why in the world would Houston do that? In what world would you take a twenty-five-year-old who doesn't shoot, who doesn't do, who does things that you already have players on your team who do? You've got Jalen Green. You've got uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Those are your big scoring guards. You've got uh, not Kelly. You've got um, Christian Wood. Christian Wood, um, yes. And now Alperen Sengun, great yep. pick in the draft, by the way. Um, it, it some of these trades, I got to give them credit. They're, they're trying to make it work, but that one is just they're they're almost like just saying, okay, let's try to make a trade what, package what for can, every team, right? Which you got to imagine if you're Ben Simmons, you'd be like, all right, who could actually trade for me right now? Who has the capital? You're gonna make some money, man, if you play. Like, so is. Is the relationship with the front office and the team that bad after, like, trying to get him out of there for James Harden? Is it that bad that he wants to be out? Because, I mean, if it's all about the money, he's getting paid anyway. So, is the relationship that bad that you would say you want to trade and risk going to a team where you might not sniff the playoffs for five years versus a team where you have a legitimate championship opportunity here. I got to wonder what the motivation is, which I understand maybe you've been disrespected. You've been shat on by the entire city of Philadelphia, even their news. Did you see the freaking news reporter who's just like, this just in Ben Simmons leaving Philadelphia and it's a flood. The trash can floating down and it hits a bridge. He's like, "Oh, looks like he hit his way on the head out on his way out." Is like, Jesus, how would you like to play for a team Dude, like that? Philly's a tough city, city to play in. The shit Carson Wentz got, like, oh Philly's a tough city. If you are a star and you are adored, you will be fine. Like, yeah, but, if you're the best, you'll be fine. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if you're, you're a Joel Embiid, yeah. average, you're fucked. Yeah, Philly's a hard, Philly's a hard team to play in, or hard city to play in. Um, probably one of one of the more difficult ones in the country. But I, I you know, you wonder about ben, his motivation just altogether. You know, it's like it's the lack of really trying to improve in the off season. It's this trade that I wouldn't say is out of nowhere, but like, what's your motivation behind? Possibly you have to play for a shitty team as opposed to getting paid the same amount of money because you just signed an extension. It it it, it 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 has to be just the organization and going in, imagine going into work making just absolute hella money. All right. So you got a job that's maybe you're like head surgeon or something like that, and you make just a shitload of money, but your boss is a freaking dick and he is like yeah that was a that was a bad surgery there today nathan you didn't uh you didn't tie up this and that or in your uh your patient you woke up with a headache so you know way to go you suck even then it's like all right man i'm gonna go home and just ball out in my freaking mansion whatever i don't care even at that like dude i I try to put myself in these mindsets i just can't and i I understand having a shitty boss can be really shitty i that you know Whatever. And maybe everybody at the hospital is also saying, yeah, Nathan, you suck. You're the worst, dude. <laughs> but, like, 
I, it, it's probably it's a different perspective for us, right? Because I'm, like I'm, for us, we're thinking you're making like thirty million dollars a year, and you relate. can win a championship. Why are you pissed off? I try to relate, man. right? I but try. we can't. We can't. We, we can't. can only sit here and wonder why. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the best we can do. Wow. The best we can do is sit here and ponder about trade packages and who is going to eventually pull the trigger and give up too much money. My money's still on the Kings, man. Don't count that team out. From okay, okay. Decisions. So yeah, I brought up the one Kings, and the trade I saw was like some picks, Halliburton, Heald, and Bagley. Uh, theoretically... That gets off two of the players they already wanted to get off of, and then Tyrese Halliburton's the player they wanted to keep, but he also was again, good. You, again, you, you have three of those guards, so... Again, it's... Uh, I mean, if you're Philly, Bagley's... A contract, fi- a, a, a money filler at best. He's on his last year's um, contract. Buddy Heald is a useful player for them. Yeah, Great shooter. Tal- well, they need, okay, they be good. needed shooting when they had Ben Simmons. When they lose Ben True. Simmons, they'll still be shooting. But. Yeah, and then, but I think Tyrese Halliburton would be a, a good fit there. I mean, the, the issue is, is then it's like, then you really need Tobias Harris to be... More than he has been since he's gotten there. He really could be. He's also been on kind of yeah. reserve, too. Yeah, he could be. I he's, mean, he's, especially with Embiid's injury history. Like, other players are going to have to take some load off of, ben, of Embiid. You can't afford to play him with his injury history, like, so many minutes. Because when you lose Ben Simmons, depending on what you get back, if it's a bunch of picks, all of a sudden you're going to have to start playing Embiid more minutes to win games. So mm-hmm. I, I think the Sixers you got to try to get a player back here that can take the load off of Ben Simmons, or at least players. My call, honestly, the, the more and more I think about it, the more and more the Kings are the place for Ben Simmons. It gives them what they need, kind of, in a power forward. Also, by the way, Ben Simmons, wherever you go, you're no longer a point guard, you're power forward in my mind. I don't see you as... Philly's, diff- Philly's put up with it. Here's the difference. They put up with it. Here's the difference between Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons. Magic Johnson could shoot the ball outside of the paint. Maybe not elite level, but he could at least do it. So these comparisons that I get to, I see for Ben Simmons to Magic Johnson is just uh, ridiculous. He, and I'll give credit to Kevin O'Connor. Um, he equated to him his best uh, possible form is Draymond Green on steroids. Maybe. But you know yeah. what Draymond plays? A power forward. He's a power forward who facilitates the ball, which is what you want in a power forward. Is DeMontis Sabonis a power forward? That's honest. I just, it, do, it doesn't look hard. It doesn't seem hard. That's what she said. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I thought about this one. We've been seeing this for at least two months now. Just pull the trigger. Make something happen or play. I'm tired of seeing this just. You don't want to say shut up and dribble, but... I don't want to say that at all. I just want to say, let's make a decision here. Either stay with the 76ers or go to a different team. I don't want to see him not play. Like, the guy's got talent. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. it's uh, That's just one of those frustrating things. But all in due time, Nathan, all in due time. That's That kind of brings us to the end of the, the East wrap-up. Out of what we've talked about today, who do you take as coming out of the East for the East, uh, um, into the 2022 playoffs? Or, uh, the playoffs or the finals? Sorry, finals. Thank you. Uh, everyone's healthy, Brooklyn. Um, I think it's hard to dispute against that. Uh, take alert. <laughs> right? 
Um, if if not, if Brooklyn can't stay healthy, which could be an issue. I mean, Kyrie hasn't had a healthy season in a long time, so I'd expect to see. And, and Harden is always banged up a little bit. Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles was the healthiest star on that team last year, which is kind of shocking, um, given, you know, the Achilles. Um, but if not, I, I think there's going to be a lot, as we said, a lot of gray clouds, gray clouds surrounding the Sixers. So I would, I'd have to say you like the Bucks to repeat if, and now the Bucks could have injury issues too, but if the Nets have the same, have injury issues, like the Bucks will go back to the finals. But right now everyone's healthy. Everyone plays Nets. Nets. That's a, that's a good pick. I'd stick with that. Um, like you said, I'll, I'll, I'll follow suit. Milwaukee's got a very good player in Giannis, some great role players in uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And then if the rest of the guys can show up like they did for this past season, why not? But uh, as we saw, Brooklyn took them to seven, and he was about two, two, one big toe away from, from slitting their throat. So we'll see if they can do that again. We'll see. It's all, about, it's, it's all about health. It's, <laughs> it's all about, about health. health it's all about. I mean, look at the lake, right? Lakers could be. You know, it's all you could. Like, could we could have a Lakers. You think we'll ever get a Lakers Nets finals? That'd be freaking sweet. That'd we could. We could sweet. this year. Have, I mean, this is kind can of. Can you a, imagine? This, this is kind of a tangent oh, since we've been oh, talking just, so much about the oh, East. Salivating. But go to the West. You look. The Clippers are going to be down because you're probably not going to have Kawhi Leonard all season, if not all. But John Murray's coming back from injury in Denver. You don't know he's going to come back probably halfway through the he's season old, at best. Not even, yeah. Um, he's not coming back till I mean, February, maybe. And March. then it's like, okay, Utah's going to be the same, but we've they've shown that. They kind of struggle when you make Rudy Gobert move. They're they're beatable, and I think the Suns are. I mean, the Lakers, shorthanded with the exception of the Bucks, played the Suns better than any other team, and they were shorthanded. So I think it's very possible, if not probable, at this moment that we get a Brooklyn Lakers finals, which would be a star-studded affair. Freaking tight. <laughs> it'd be it'd be really it'd be so much fun. Oh. Man. So well, much fun. That uh, so many storylines, especially with Westbrook and Harden and Durant and LeBron and Durant and Kyrie, LeBron and Kyrie. Uh, Anthony Davis is the odd man out. He's like, you guys, yeah, I'm here to play basketball. I don't have beef <laughs> with any of y'all. Oh, Jesus, that would be amazing. Well, Soon. We, we'll, so Soon, we'll see, man. Season uh, kicks off in a little bit less than a month. We'll be back with uh, some uh, new episode here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, until then. Peace.